What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Jonathan Bree, who's the founder of Work From Homeland. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, I'm great. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Just by the name, I am just super excited to dive into what Work From Homeland is. For people that don't know what you're working on, what is Work From Homeland? So I guess I began this around the start of UK lockdown, so only a few months ago. Um, The problem with remote working that I was trying to address was because of the tools available like Slack, Zoom, etc. Conversation naturally trends towards being very transactional. And this is just because of the high friction to initiate a conversation, but also because of the loss of context and presence. So... Um, basically in this new world we're all either heads inside rectangles on a purposeful call or we're sending messages blind to each other's contacts but what we've lost is the in-between of casual desk slash coffee machine chat and the high bandwidth and playfulness that comes with being together Um, and so this is linked to real business outcomes A study from Stony Brook University showed that this led to an estimated 90% drop in innovation and an 83% drop in trust. So the solution I'm building, I like to talk about it as a multiplayer canvas for conversations. So trying to emulate the serendipity flow and connection of sitting together in a shared physical space. So casual conversations, brainstorming and spontaneity. This is basically where new ideas come from. Um, But very intentionally in this virtual space, we're not replicating an office. You know, my mindset is why replicate the most boring space that any of us inhabits? No one misses beige cubicles. They miss the interactions they had in those beige cubicles. Um, So I would describe the current design as somewhat like Animal Crossing, but for work. Uh, the app lets teammates inhabit a playful virtual space, an island abstraction of an office. But they do that through the medium of continuous passive audio. So users are able to share presence, context, and communicate without the friction of more traditional social apps. I, I kind of think of it as a, li- a little bit similarly to how the way Steve Jobs was very intentional about how he placed the Pixar restroom. And he did that to mix employees, to spark conversations. So in a way, work from homeland is like a digital liminal space. It's like a place in between places. 
So would a in a, a group of employees or a team all join work from homeland at the same time, like after work? Is it like a during work thing? I guess I'd love to hear more about like how would someone use work from homeland or like join work from homeland? And then like I guess one more question. I'm kind of piling them on, but like does an employer does an employer like say, great, we are on work from homeland and then and then like they get twenty licenses or something, then all the employees join. I just want to learn more about how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a seat-based desktop app. So an admin would come on and they could basically just invite all their team members and they can all just join it. Um, so in terms of the day-to-day -day experience, they, it's a desktop app. Um, they open the app or it launches automatically on startup. On startup um, and you are immediately on the island. It's just like walking into an office. And so throughout the design of it, it's very much trying to... Um, just abstract the way people already use an office and try to digitize those behaviors into a kind of a new format. So if you want to go and talk to somebody, you actually move across this virtual space to them and you're both notified that you're within each other's proximity and then you can speak to each other. You can, you can stay there for the rest of the day, for example. Um, so then you can have conversations with, where you effectively are like, it's just like how you turn your head in an office and you can speak to your coworker. It tries to have that frictionlessness. Um, you can also see who else is having a conversation on the island, just like how you'd be able to see across the office and see that two people were chatting and maybe uh, head over there. Uh, copying some of the interactions, like when you're in an office, you put on headphones as a kind of social signal, you know, I'm focusing, uh, don't talk to me right now. You can do just the same thing, there's focus mode. Uh, you can you can emulate the same behavior of looking across an office and seeing who's not at their desk, so they're in a meeting. So you can do the same thing. Um, the difference here being that you can see when the meeting ends, you can see who else is in it, uh, so you know when then that person is next going to be available. Uh, and one of my favorite new features of it is Island Radio, which is like a live synchronized office playlist. So you can, it, the idea is I'm trying to make the best hangout space for a team uh recapturing a lot of the ways that people like the the subtle nuances of how people used to sit together anyway um with with some island based novelty like you can modify the island you can you know add items to it etc so it's a it's a bit more playful did you know out of the box, like how are you going to build it? Like these nuances or as you started working on work from homeland, you then were like, Oh, like I can add this, I can add this. I guess how intuitive were some of these things? And do you, like, how do you evaluate new ideas as you're like, Oh, people do this in an office. How do you think about what to add versus what to hold off to maintain focus? Yeah. Um, so, so far what I've been doing is kind of, uh, it's, it's a very limited trial, but it's kind of mission driven with the goal of this part of the trial is to get it to a point where teammates leave this app on all day. So it's on passively in the background all day. And so that has driven the kind of immediate roadmap. So um, for instance, things that were needed to facilitate that was a different UI for like a, a different mode of the UI to make it more convenient to just uh, have it open all day. So you can more quickly modify whether you're muted or not without having to open this kind of more rich island interface. Um, 
it, it changed actually from being one type of app to another. So you can actually open the app with a single shortcut and that's how you start uh, talking again. So it's more convenient. Things like focus mode were a priority because you, and like the, the, the way people were working around that was just closing the app, right? They, they want to focus, they just shut it. So I was trying to, this is a way of shutting the app without shutting the app, if that makes sense. And how do you get, well, I guess, who, who do you target to get on the app? Do you, do you kind of find CEOs and managers, which then bring on the team? Or is it, is it the Slack approach where you get a couple of people on from a team and kind of create a groundswell? Ultimately, like, how do you get distribution and how do you, like, populate people to use this? Yeah, uh, great question. Well, so far, um, there's just been a number of teams that have just discovered it. Uh, and I think I don't actually, uh, is, I'd love to find out how they've managed to get someone from their company to uh, sign up to it. But at the moment we have a couple of hundred teams in the wait list and the product is, I'm not releasing the product to that many teams just yet, especially as some of them are quite large companies and it needs to be a certain level of stability, etc. Um, but I guess to your question, the, it, the target for the product at the moment is small teams and in small teams kind of it tends to be that anyone can suggest a new product and it's more likely to get tried out if that makes sense um so yeah i think i think that's primarily the way so far well it sounds like you don't have a um you have the opposite of a problem of a distribution thing like you got people on the wait list and you're um you're only letting a couple in which is the best place to be in right um and it makes sense because you want to make sure that works well, it's not overloaded, et cetera. Um, do you, are you at the point yet when you're getting like tons of feature requests of like, oh, you should build this, you should build this. And how do you, um, how do you evaluate? I asked this question on another podcast. I think it's kind of interesting. How do you find the balance between focus and like making sure you're building what you want to build and also listening to feedback, even if it's not like directly already related to the focus, how do you find that balance between user feedback and your own vision? Yeah. Um, so I guess, one of the things is what does it align with the immediate mission of leaving this thing as an open channel for the entire day? And at the moment, if not, then it tends to get put on the back burner. Uh, also, I guess another one is the number of requests a certain thing gets. Um, they may not be requesting the same thing, but it's like the kind of root theme of it the same. Uh, I'd say with this type of product, a lot of the requests tend to be really playful. Like they tend to be like, uh, can you add this crazy thing? And they're quite niche. So those things that get put a lot further down the backlog of consideration than things that are like, this is actually a blocker to me leaving this open. For sure. And then something I have a pro so I, we're actually building, I wouldn't say it's similar at all, but we're, we're like, I'm building a virtual city where, which is not actually present. It's just event based and stuff, but like, it's kind of that same realm of like, Oh, like building a city, you're building an Island. Um, something I, I have a problem with is like letting my imagination run wild. And then, um, uh, and then obviously pulling, I've gotten very good at this. So like, okay, hold on. Like, let's focus on tomorrow and the day after not 10 years. Um, but like, for you, um, I guess it's another balance question. You said when people give feedback, you have to make sure it's aligned with the current vision, the current way you're going. Do you, do you also think like long-term and because this is a very like creative endeavor, 
how like do you ever find you're too much in the short term or in the long term um and how do you think about just like making sure you find the healthy balance between execution today but like strong vision for the next 10 20 years yeah it's a great question um well so with the kind of vision for it like the way i position it is i kind of want to get to a point where it's like the figma for conversation it's like a multiplayer space uh where you know, we're expanding into other conversation use cases, uh, but maybe a slightly more playful interpretation of them. And also new, like actually introducing new formats of conversation. So, you know, maybe you could talk with pictures, you can co-browse, things like that. But the big vision of it at the moment is trying to become, by being this, by getting to that place where it's this passive, always on thing, it becomes almost like an operating system for conversation and you can launch almost like conversation apps off that launch pad. Um, so that's kind of like the vision I'm trying to get to. Uh, and anything, any features are trying to move in that direction where possible. Let's actually go slightly deeper into that with like the, like I would like that, that's fascinating. Um, and I kind of want to focus on the big vision and the direction that you're rowing in. So you, like the OS for conversations, can you kind of like describe it, it, it in a decade or two when, when you've hit this vision, um, can you like just like almost like imagine what that could look like and what people could do on it? And I guess just go a little deeper into the vision that we can talk about how we can help make that happen as a community. Yeah, awesome. Um, so like in the same way that for instance, something like Snapchat kind of introduced this, com this like new type of conversation where instead of using words, you use images, right? You kind of like modified this thing. Um, I see something like Figma as people are together in a space, but there's almost like two layers to it, right? The people, like that, for one thing, that's not really a concept of a body and they're kind of hovering above the world where they can manipulate it, but they're not really taking part in it. Um, so I guess to one extent, it's about presence, right? You are not just manipulating this world um, and the world is a canvas for conversation. So you can, uh, what, like one of the ideas I was playing with more recently was actually like, spatial voting again this is like a thing where um people do it uh, maybe more so at school than in an office but it's like where you'd stand on one side of the room kind of to show like preference for something right um so things like that like where you could be in a certain bit of the space like you could have a vote amongst people and put people into a certain bit of the space if they wanted to show they preferred something um and that's like communicating just by where you put your body right so there's all kinds of different ways of communicating in the space um yeah yeah it's it's so it's so cool the way that you're like talking about it is like you know if you're able to accomplish this vision it, it's like a whole it is a whole new os which is great and to help you to help you accomplish the vision you might need some help right like you'll need some people on, on the platform tons of people you might need employees maybe investors if you're trying to time trying to raise capital um but you'll definitely help from the forward-thinking founders community so for my my last question to you is how can um the forward-thinking founders community help are you looking for teams are you looking for employees are you raising cash how can the the community um and the listeners assist awesome thank you for that uh so I'd love to hear from any teams that are open to joining the trial and just experimenting with a new way of feeling connected with their team. Uh, and then also just in the early stages of putting together a first funding round. So I'd love to speak to investors with a strong interest in future of work, spatial interfaces, or social games.
All right. And then if someone wanted to learn more about it, get in touch with you, find you on social media, how can they find this online? What's the URL? Are you on Twitter? Can they email you? How can they get in touch? Yeah. Uh, so we have an awesome domain. It's wfh.land. Um. <laughs> That's a good domain. That, I, I'm curious, was that like off the shelf 10 bucks or something? Or did you have to put a little money in for that? No, no, no. It was just, it was just uh, like ultra cheap just available, sitting there waiting to be taken. Uh, and then I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Johnny underscore makes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Awesome. It's been a real pleasure to chat. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising. The early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.